Hello everyone, welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are going to be continuing on with our favorite vampiric, pale, waifish child uh, in Jane Eyre, and I'm joined again by Alex. Hello everyone. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I If everybody follows me on Twitter, I did post a photo of the Adams Family animated version. Oh my god, so good my head cannon for jane Eyre right now i had never conceived that but absolutely that is where we are at like jane Eyre is just a big-headed like edgar mm-hmm. Allan poe wednesday adams like brooding mm-hmm. freaky weirdo pale child and i love it yeah it's it's pretty good it's pretty top tier energy to be honest <laughs> So we are starting on chapter seven. We find, we find out that she's been at Lockwood for a quarter of a year, but apparently they don't give the girls winter clothes and it is the middle of winter. Also, fun fact, they're starving them, which is a choice. <laughs> Listen, that's how you build soul character. Apparently. Like, not physical character because mm-hmm. you are being diminished every day, but mm-hmm. your soul is being fed by lack of things. What's that <laughs> whole thing where they're like, oh, if you fast, you get more like, nat- like you get smarter and blah, blah, blah. Like they're getting closer to God by being starved, obviously. Yeah, because your brain starts eating itself and can't figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. Like, yeah, I- okay, sure. Yeah, sure. Sounds right. Sounds yep. sounds good. You can't question rules if you can't, you know, function through the day. But exactly. So these girls no winter clothes, and they decide the best way for them to just be people is uh, just to walk to church every Sunday, which is like miles away in freezing like sleet snow. Yes. And basically they're in like summer dresses. They're like, yeah, they'll be fine. No jackets. This reminds me a, um, a lot of a, one of my favorite historical anecdotes of all time, uh, mm-hmm. which is that during the Crimean War, the British mm-hmm. army sent all of its soldiers to Russia in their summer uniforms, even though they were going to be like, it was like mm-hmm. September and they were like, eh, We'll eventually ship all of your winter clothes at some point. And so they like all of these British soldiers show up in their like linen uniforms in Russia in the winter and they're waiting on their winter uniforms and they hear that the ship that was carrying their clothes Mm. got hit by a literal hurricane and sank. Oh my and, god. And so the, the British army for an entire winter was just like in khakis. Like bro short no. summer khakis fighting That's in so the Russian funny. winter. And it's just like, this is the kind of planning I expect of British people. Just like <laughs> Where are we going? Somewhere very cold. What shall we wear? Polo clothes. Let's go. It'll be fine. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> so I was just picturing so these poor funny. little Victorian orphans, like, suffering in the same way because... In their summer at, best. Right, in their summer best, <laughs> which offers zero protection. Zero protection against the elements. Yeah, I was thinking about, like... um. So right now, I live in Florida, but I'm originally from Michigan. So my mother and I went to Michigan um, for, like, a quick little weekend trip a few weeks ago and one of the mentions is that we might try and go to Mackinac Island and then we had to be told yeah um it's like 40 degrees on Mackinac Island right now with wind are you sure you want to do that and I was like hmm no hmm I don't own a winter jacket so I think I will not do that actually as a as a Minnesotan I hear 40 Mm -hmm. degrees and I'm like, great summer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I am that asshole who wears shorts year round. Uh, It does not matter how cold it is. I will like, no, these legs need to breathe. So (laughs) I I have a distinct memory of one of the last days of uh, exams. I was on campus at, uh, in the twin cities and Mm -hmm. it was snowing and it was December 20th. 
and I was walking across campus in my in my shorts being like, you know, maybe I could put on a, a sweatshirt. That might be that might be the solution. <laughs> See, that's my friend Nova. And then like I went and visited um a bunch of our friends and um we were in Connecticut and it hit like 65 and i was like i think i need a sweater and they all like whipped their heads to me and they're like it's a beautiful summer day what are you what are you talking about right here and i'm like i'm just a wee bit chilled i'm just a little <laughs> please sir may i have some fabric just yeah. wrap my body i am i am chilled yeah but i also live in florida and i don't own shorts so that's not- who i am as a person okay all right. Uh. Yeah. I really commit to the sweatpants life, and I will do that in 100 degrees. I th- I So I never wore sweatpants until the mm-hmm. pandemic hit, and now I am mm-hmm. very, like, I don't yeah. go out in sweatpants, but, like, sweatpants are, are my home life. I don't really. Okay. She's distracted by a bird outside, so we have some more time. <laughs> okay oh my god okay so i i appreciate that that statement could equally apply to jane Eyre or your cat like in (laughs) in the narrative it's like she's distracted by a bird okay yeah that's something that could happen to jane i feel like she would just be like she needs a little joy in her orphan life and maybe a bird is but okay all right so no that's funny because in a couple chapters she spends like half of a day staring outside just at yes. the grass so yes <laughs> like i don't know what kind of weed she's smoking but like she's got that good shit apparently <laughs> yes. maybe I, that's starvation i don't know maybe that's i i was gonna say i think that the mind-altering substance she's on is deprivation and maybe <laughs> maybe exposure <laughs> i don't know just like when your body is failing you yeah maybe you see mm-hmm you're able to focus way better on stuff. Well, I think, like, too, the fact that she's probably sharing a bed with people, she's probably got some sleep issues, and I know sleep issues also make you hallucinate, so. A hundred percent. And you know you know that the way this school is run, it's like, mm-hmm. orphans, you are going to be up till midnight. Yep. Being thankful to Jesus, and then you're going to be awake at four, so you can do your chores before school. Like... Yeah. They are not getting the full eight hours recommended by the American Medical Association. Truly. Truly. I also think it's wild to, like, structure that much of a kid's time. Like, their days are structured from sun up, probably before even sun up, obviously, and way past sundown. Like, the second they wake up to the second they go to sleep, structured days. That's terrifying. No, it's really bad because you also know that as a child, or at least I'm I'm thinking of myself as a child at that age, and just mm-hmm. like the amount of feral energy that would build and build in my brain when mm-hmm. I was in a structured moment where it was just like, I just need to go do something that isn't this. And mm-hmm. just like putting an, a bunch of starving orphans together with that kind of energy, I'm surprised there wasn't a riot, honestly. Yeah. Like... Yeah. But I mean, that's why you have corporal punishment. Like, that's how you keep them in control, I guess, is you mm. just beat them with switches that either they have made for themselves yeah. or is their own personal one, as we saw last time. If they have their own personal one, do you think they have to like carry it around with them? Like, that's even more wild to think about. <laughs> like, class to class. Oh, I guess there's only one classroom. Never mind. Right. Uh I think there, I, Helen has to go get her own. So I imagine there's just like peg hooks that are like, yeah. have the individual switches. It's like, you have to go and go to yours and get it. And then. How wild. Lowood is a terrible time is, yeah is the TLDR, but we did R. So let's talk about even more how bad Lowood is. Yeah. Loa just a disaster but they make it to the church they spend all day there the whole day all the girls are like falling asleep in the pews which like honestly that's one of my favorite things watching kids 
like when I used to have to go to mass, watching kids in church just pass out and like fall asleep and their parents be like, get up. I think it's so funny. So funny. 100%. Uh, my my grandparents I, I i stay with my grandparents a lot as a child and my grandma was mm-hmm. catholic and my grandpa gave no fucks uh mm-hmm. but he would go with my grandma to mass every more every every sunday uh mm-hmm. and when i was staying with them we would go and my grandpa would just like bring a romance novel and tic tacs and he would just so like good. sit there reading and giving people like little children candy uh my grandpa was not a creep he was a lovely beautiful man uh I was gonna say, he sounds like my hero honestly no no he was just like a genuinely kind person and mm-hmm. he was just like the i'm gonna get you through this kids and we're just gonna have it we're gonna have a time and then afterwards we're gonna get mcdonald's for breakfast and like that was why i went uh but yeah very fond memories of trying to stay awake in church and my grandpa just being like have an orange tic tac like okay <laughs> <laughs> what was your coping mechanism because mine was um as a kid trying to figure out if i had flame powers by trying to make the candles go higher oh Oh my god (laughs) uh so mine was figuring out which angels i thought were the most attractive fair that's a good choice (laughs) like we just had good choice huge you know there's a dome so we had like big paint murals and paintings in there and then lots of um stuff along the side so yeah it was just like focusing on which angel i was like confusing more most confusingly attracted to um so yeah that that was my solid choice thank you i went to one church as a kid where uh jesus had a six pack on the cross and he was like a giant thing and i was like i'm distracted hold on what are you saying i can't (laughs) stop droning what is this right here (laughs) can we talk about that or like am i supposed to like shield my eyes or like can we put something over him because i'm not going to hear a single thing you say sir could you cover that please (laughs) you are being i'm not here i didn't know we could have weapons in church god (laughs) (laughs) oh my god there's there's an art history tradition that you can you can see the the change in the way they depict jesus on the cross and before Mm -hmm. the like 1400s jesus is like a chad like he's just a ripped swole guy and then there's like there's this moment of change where they're like oh actually we have to like emphasize not the triumph but like Mm -hmm. the sadness of it and so then Mm -hmm. jesus becomes this like emaciated little waif man (laughs) yeah and i gotta say i'm here for like swole jesus just like me too the man is a carpenter he's out there he's fit come on yeah I mean, he carried that thing, like that giant cross. <laughs> like, carried that fucking I, thing. He can't be all that wayfish. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other coping mechanism I had is one church I went to. They when they have to put like the sash on Jesus, they made one side like two feet longer than the other, and so I was like. I have not developed a supernatural power yet, but if I did, <laughs> those would be even. <laughs> they would just, just the brain, like, mm, mm. no, that would drive me crazy. So yeah, um, it has to be intentional at that point. You know what I mean? Right, like it's too. That's too much of a of a difference. Yeah, it's like that an is. inch. You know, it happens, but right. like, I feel like you're like being rude at this point. I don't know. incredible (laughs) just like very passive aggressive whoever did that like i'm gonna fuck with everybody one of the altar boys is like (laughs) okay Uh, i'm gonna leave that will i fix it no 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 nobody else get on this ladder so them problem (laughs) i have the power all right (laughs) Um, but yeah, apparently these kids did not have any coping mechanisms and they were also there for like eight to 10 hours. Like they were not there for a normal mass section. They went pre-mass to say a bunch of prayers, went to mass after mass also said like a bunch of prayers. So I don't know. And they also were making them stand up. So like kids were just passing out left and right. Right. It's like, okay, so. 
We've frozen the orphans. We have starved the orphans. Now we're going mm-hmm. to make the orphans do like a trial of endurance. Good luck, yeah. orphans. Best of luck. All right. Now, after you like haven't eaten all day or, you know, slept or taken care of yourself and you just had mind numbing religious text shoved right into your brain, let's walk home. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. Um, <laughs> And I like that the teacher is like, it's okay, kids, and is also just, like, miserably suffering herself. It's like, yeah. e- even even the teachers are like, what the fuck is this? Why are we doing yeah. this? Mm. So Mr. Brocklehurst comes by, and he decides to talk to all the girls for unknown reasons. And he says that they're only allowed one clean tucker a week. And I don't... I don't really know what a tucker is. I don't know if that's like a formal outfit or if that is the only outfit. Like if that is the one dress they're allowed to wear the week. I th- I think it's the formal outfit. I okay. think. But still, like kids, you got one. Sh- you got one. One dress. Sorry. Yeah. Because so two they can't would be to- an indulgence. Apparently. So I guess they can only go to church on Sundays. They can't go any other day of the week. I mean, well, thank God then. Fair like, enough. You, Fair if, enough. If it means I only have to trudge and deal with this once a week, as opposed, because it could be more. It could, be, could more. be more. Knowing these Puritan fucks, it could be more. So. Could you imagine, like, your entire weekend is ten hours at church each day? Uh, no, I would. I would find a way to escape. I'm sorry. I would sooner live on the streets as like mm-hmm. an artful dodger urchin than deal with that. No, absolutely not. Very cult behavior, to be honest. A hundred percent. Yes. Mm-hmm. I recently w- finished the second season of the Nexium uh, documentary on HBO and Mr. Brocklehurst does have big Keith Raniere any- energy. Mm-hmm. I've been told that apparently the um duggar documentary documentary also goes into the cult i don't know if it's good or not haven't watched it yet also have not watched it but it's on my list because there's nothing i love more than a cult documentary yeah i'm just i'm so morbidly curious yes i hate i hate the part of me that loves true crime and that sort of things Mm because i I know what an exploitative genre is. It is, and mm-hmm. I know like the shit that it does to our brains. But I'm also just like, but yes, why did he do all of these terrible things? Tell me more. Yeah, I try and only watch the ones where like family members are a part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like that's the reason I like Netflix Unsolved because um, someone like from my hometown, um, one of the family members went missing he was like a teacher at a school oh and there's been like no response like the police like really mishandled it and they're using netflix unsolved to try and get answers Mm -hmm. to see if like they'll reopen it because at the time that this was going on uh the police department in our area was really corrupt probably still is but yeah (laughs) so um like i like that kind of true crime where it's like they have a lot of consent from the families that kind of stuff versus like I, I'm always really iffy about true crime podcasts, you know? Yes, yes. True crime podcasts, not my thing. And I'm also not a huge fan of the, like, we're just going to make a movie, basically, that's, like, yeah. the events of the thing. I'm like, okay, that's less interesting. Yeah. But, yes, the ones that have family members on there actually talking about experience and using it as a way to drive, hopefully, you know, a resolution or mm-hmm. shine a light on police being bastards. Uh, mm-hmm. That I'm all I'm here for every day. I'm here for that every yeah. day. Yeah, me too. Like I love the ID channel for that reason. I don't know that I'm familiar with that. In in in. Sorry. In, in hold on. Investigation Discovery Channel. Very, it's very good. Sorry, my stutter's just like ramp it up. It's all good. <laughs> Investigation. It, yeah, when I used to have cable growing up, it was a big. It was a channel that was always on. 
my mother-in-law's very into it. So as soon as I started dating my boyfriend, um, he like showed me that channel and I was like consumed because it's only like, so basically each type of show is like each type of case is categorized. So there's like a whole series of like women murderers. There's a whole series of like family murderers. Like they categorize everything, which is nice. So you can be like, what am I into today? <laughs> what kind of murders do I wish to view yeah. today? I'm seeing there's a show called Who the Bleep Did I Marry, which looks fun. Yes. You've yeah, got Evil good. Lives Here, which looks fun mm-hmm. and is relevant to this book. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Scorned Love Kills. That sounds fun. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm. Uh... It sounds like like murder mystery novels. They're like s- titles, which mm-hmm. I think is good. Because instead yeah. of being like the case of blah, 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 because you might have heard of it. Mm-hmm. also they like dramatize and reenact which yes. i like okay so, all right yeah it's this it's is, good this is good information i'm taking yeah notes. thank you yeah enjoy it let me know come back to me tell me all about it tell me about okay. your experience yes <laughs> it's like the only cable channel i ever watched i don't know it's probably on like streaming services i don't really know i'd guess netflix um I, it it looks like it might be one of those things you can like add on to uh, a streaming service, but uh, I need. To I hate do... that they do that now. I'm gonna I know, be so it's, real. It's obnoxious. Uh, yeah. There's a reason that Netflix did really well as a streaming service for a while, and it's just because mm-hmm. they had all of the stuff. And then yeah. everyone was like, "What if we took all of the some of the things that people like and isolated it into its own streaming service?" It's like that's a terrible idea. Yeah, maybe that's don't awful. do that. Yeah, don't do that. But they did. And here we are. Yeah. I don't watch much TV or movies. It's not really... I'd rather read or listen to audiobooks. So it's like... I'm like one step away from canceling everything. You know, it's not enough skin off my nose to keep it all. My problem is that I... My brain just likes to fly between different things. And so I can't commit to long form television most of the time mm-hmm. uh i either have to binge it in one go or like yeah i i like if it's a long thing i can't then come back to it mm-hmm. uh my brain doesn't do that for tv i can do it with reading uh and i don't know why my brain makes that distinction but it's just like i can't sit here for eight hours and watch something and then come back to it and do it again uh yeah. so so yeah, it's the TV in our household is mostly for movies because that's about what my brain can handle. Fair, fair. Or like little little limited miniseries of things, specifically murder mysteries. Feel that. Love that. I want to see the new, um, I think it's Death on the Nile once I read the book. I'm curious. Agatha Christie is my homegirl and yeah. I will stand her forever. I'm forever. trying to read one. Uh, the dude basically says little girls are going to hell for eating lunch when the porridge was burned. (laughs) They should just suffer instead. And it's not even a good lunch. It's fucking like bread and cheese. And he's like, how dare you pamper them? How dare you? He's like, they're going to be spoiled. Because apparently they're just not allowed to eat lunch at all. And they're like, they have their breakfast. So... Why would you think it's okay to feed children that are growing illegal? Oh my God. <laughs> it, it is illegal in this in this school to feed children. He's like they need to be wayfish and short. Let's stunt their growth by starvation. I also appreciate that his concern is like he's making it seem like he's upset about these girls' spiritual well-being, but he's just pissed about money being spent. Like, that's yeah. the end... That is the end-of-the-day problem mm-hmm. for him, is it's just like, mm-hmm. I am in charge, or I am giving you all of my money, so you mm-hmm. better spend it correctly, and I'm going to pretend like I have spiritual concerns, but just like... Mm-hmm. Ugh, I hate this man so fucking much. I'm sorry. It's really bad. He's, like, going line by line, figuring yes. out what exactly they're spending money on. Because it's like, you know the budget reports are so extreme for this many kids, and it's like, he's pulling things out 
of like right. thin air. He's like, ah, so I see that you're using brand X porridge. Are you sure that's what we should be using? Could we not use brand Y? Yes, it's half sawdust, but that doesn't matter. It is cheaper, and the children don't truly need to be fed. He's like, we're a great value household. Right. Not a main brand. Absolutely not. (laughs) Go put your Quaker oats back on the counter, and you go get your great value. God, what is the what is the fucking um, what is the Costco brand of everything? Is uh, uh Welsh Farms? Well, I'm Welsh? just I'm just picturing Mr. Brocklehurst. Kirkland. Kirkland. Yes, that's it. Yeah, I'm picturing Mr. Brocklehurst being an absolute like. No, we go to Costco, we buy the Kirkland brand of things, and we just stock up on that for a year, and you have mm-hmm. that for a year. So ration it otherwise you're not getting more <laughs> he's it, like welcome to extreme couponing Here's yes. my <laughs> <laughs> oh my all the God. kids need to go cut coupons for two hours a day right and that's part of their religious education <laughs> it will teach it them it gets you closer to god okay <laughs> right absolutely uh if you cut your fingers off god loves you more just go ahead go on go ahead. sell your liver on the black market Brings you got, closer to God. You got plasma? You can donate that or sell it. No. Just, you know, whatever we need. Liver means no drink. No drink means closer to God. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm picturing all of these things as just like little posters on the wall. The cat poster? Yes. <laughs> no liver. <laughs> no liver, no drink. Oh my God. So... Um, then he loses his mind because a girl has curly red hair and he said that it needs to be straight and slicked back and brushed to be godly. And then her having her, you know, natural hair means that she is just not confining to the uniform. That's right. God damn it, this man. (sighs) I didn't think he could get worse. Like, I thought, like, the food stuff already bad. Mm-hmm. Then this line came, and I was like, oh my god. Like, so she's already just terrible for being born then, I guess. Right. Yes. Because uh, clearly the red hair, if you if you function in this way and believe the way he does, clearly the red hair is like Satan's work, not God's work. Because, like, I don't fucking know, man. Oh my god. It's like if he saw a left-handed kid, he'd be like, the hand of Satan. Yes, That's the energy he's giving. Absolutely, he's that person who's like, you must write with your right hand, because otherwise you will be writing Satan's words Mm -hmm. on the page. Yes. It's wild to me that, like, like, I, uh, my boyfriend had that happen where he was forced to write with his right hand. I'm like, that's still going on? Like, I thought that kind of stopped in the 80s. I thought it did, too. Hmm. No. Of course, of course not. Of course there are still deranged people out there being like, let us torture children in Like, is it still going on? I don't know. I have no clue. At this point, it could be. I I feel like it can't, but I'm not willing to believe anything when we're banning books on, like, fundamental, uh, you know, facts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Have you read A Cato Witch? No. Um, by Nanetti Okafor. It uh, just recently got banned somewhere, and Nanetti retweeted it. It was like, Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of Neil Gaiman's books got banned, and he was like, I'm confused, but okay. Listen, there is something in every book that you can ban, if you want yeah. to. So, yeah. maybe just don't. Yeah. Is my policy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I live in Florida, and it's basically all books, all banned, all the time. Right? Did you want books? No, sorry, can't education? do education. No. Mm-hmm. Mr. Brocklehurst is definitely one of those book banners, though. Like he he would absolutely be like, "Does this book have fun in it?" Mm-mm. We're not having that. I thought you were about to say that uh, Mr. Brocklehurst is Ron DeSantis, and I was going to agree with you. <laughs> I mean, he is. To be, yeah. he is a dopey. For legal purposes, this is a joke. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, no, just they're equal equal pieces of shit in their own yeah. way. Yeah, self righteous, uh, hateful, spiteful people, and fuck them, fuck them. Anyway, literally, retweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then the better part is this guy's family rolls in. Yes, and all the ladies are like finely dressed. Oh and my Jane's god! Like, oh my god, he's gonna lecture them and. No, nope. because he's a hypocritical piece of shit. Yeah. He's like, the orphans must be sad and plain, but my family can be fancy and curly-haired and pretty, and that's fine. Yeah. Because we have money. And that's a sign of God's favor, don't you know? Yep. Obviously. Obviously. And they aren't, you know, barely surviving on just the meat of their bones. They're nope. chilling living normal lives and they're like yeah they're perfectly fine and close to god they are vibing they are moisturized they are in their lane they are thriving they have a 300 dollars skincare routine and these kids are like what's water (laughs) yes the kids are like we cannot bathe because the waters are frozen (laughs) i'm like thinking there's like this tv show and i can't remember what it is but i'm just like I, all I'm like in my brain, all I have is this line where it's like, please, please, Papa, we're starving. <laughs> I don't know what it's from. <laughs> just... But like accurate, because that's yeah. exactly what's going on. And you they're just like parading around in front of these orphans, being like, Look mm-hmm. how look how nice we are. It's just like No. Yeah. No. They're like basically drip. I'm imagining like these two ladies walk up in Gucci. And, like, these kids are, like, in mud-soaked clothes with, like, ratted ends. And they're, like, shivering. And these, like, have, like, fancy muffs and, like, yes. a Gucci belt. And they're like, oh, what are we doing with the paws? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hope poverty won't catch. Please keep away from me. Oh, my God. Please don't get closer. Your dirty, dirty clothes are going to get on my Louis Vuitton. So please maintain distance. Thank you. (laughs) So uh, Jane's like really trying to get not get noticed by this guy after her aunt like roasted her. So uh, she's like in the back trying to creep away, trying to be real quiet. And then her slate slips out of her hands, cracks breaks in half and everybody's head whips to her and she's like oh my god oh my god (laughs) um and then he like makes jane come up to the front roasts the shit out of her says the devil possessed her for being a terrible person and jane's just like trying not to ball her eyes out up there it's so bad no it's just like the public shaming that Mm -hmm. uh they wield and Jane's just like, I love the description of her standing on the little little stool or whatever it is. And I just picture this like tiny vampire crying like silent tears of rage. And I'm like, yes, I'm sorry. Blood tears. I'm, like, just add to your... <laughs> blood tears. <laughs> yeah. While this, this adult human man is just like mm-hmm. roasting her alive. Just like, this is the worst child I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. She is terrible. And you know why? Because she's a liar. And you're like, wait a minute. Like, I was I expecting just... you to say she, like, kills animals or something. But yeah, okay. rips them apart. But okay. <laughs> like, I, I mean, lion's not great. But <laughs> but I'm not going to say it's... um <laughs> Not the worst. I mean... It's not, not the worst thing I've seen a child do. So, yeah. all right. Whatever. I thought we were on a little bit of a different... You know, scope, but okay. Nope, we are not. Just to add to your head picture, my brain came up with, um, have you seen Megan? With a doll? Yeah. I have seen That's the what I'm picturing. Oh, just yeah. like, the, okay. The Megan doll crying <laughs> blood tears <laughs> sitting on the stool. <laughs> That's just where my headspace was, so... So no spoilers of where this goes, but I really want this. I really would love for Jane Eyre to be a revenge flick book where like she just ends up like making a list, checking it twice. And then Mm -hmm. part two is just like vengeance 
in the form of vampire robot. I'd be very happy about it. I'd be so pleased, actually. <laughs> that would be great for me. Well, uh, again, no spoilers. So yeah, maybe that's, that's what we dream. get. That is the dream. So um, he then t- tells all the kids to shun her and just not speak to her ever. ever. Um, <laughs> just like if I hear you talk to Jane Eyre. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he says the teachers that like uh, to watch her and like assume she's lying before anything else. Quite and frankly, she's like, yeah, OK. I'm surprised he didn't like get a piece of paper and just write like, I am a lying liar on it and like mm-hmm. pin it to her because that's that's basically the way where we're yeah. at at this point. Yeah. Really, honestly, though, because he's just like chilling he's he took miss reed at her word exactly yes he did yeah um and then we're on to chapter eight so jane is just left alone in this room on this stool and she just starts like straight bawling i mean as she should because what What she's had a day she's had a day truly don't blame her I don't blame her at all. Like, I would also break if uh, a very tall man told me I needed, no one should ever speak to me again, that I'm the worst person alive and possessed by the devil. Like, I probably would also cry. Yeah. At 10 years old. Legit. That sounds horrifying. At 33 years old, I might cry. I'd be like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, public shame? Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I hate attention in that way. I hate right. negative attention. So I I love positive attention, but negative mm-hmm. attention, no thank you. Don't want that. I like positive attention from like max two people at a time. Once we get to like three or four, I'm like, all right, there's too many people looking at me. You crossed a line. Look elsewhere. Everybody, <laughs> eyes different direction. <laughs> Do not perceive me. Yeah. Stop it. There's too many people for perceiving me at once. I've that's I've reached my number. I can have two at a time. Come into a room. All right. You two go out. Next two people are allowed to perceive me. <laughs> <laughs> we will have a perception line and you yeah. may come in perceive and leave <laughs> literally i hate i hate too much attention so this sounds like my actual worst nightmare i mean i think that there's a reason it was super effective i i think you may not be alone in the amount of uh perception that is acceptable and they're like you know what we're gonna break you with that when people Love. are like, when's the Barely Bookish Live show coming out? I sincerely doubt I will ever do that. That sounds actually horrifying to me. <laughs> Never. So, yeah. I don't know about that, Chief. Um, <laughs> the, that sounds like the worst. Maybe if I had like six other people to do it with at once, then it's like the perception mm. is dispersed. Yeah. You can moderate a panel and that's slightly yeah. more acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to like be the only person up there and you're expecting me for hee hee ha ha's that sounds like a really bad time for me Mm-mm. no thank you <laughs> um so then after she's been there for like god knows how long helen brings her some food which i thought was really nice and then she's like all right he's gone don't worry about it everybody hates him um if he had said something nice about you they probably would hate you but like it's probably better that he was me so Helen, very perceptive. Helen mm-hmm. Burns being like, yeah, no. She's very comforting, and I like that about Helen. She's like, ah, don't I listen like to that Helen. guy. Yeah. I mean, she gets a little too churchy for me. Yeah, but she's like... a little preachy, but mm-hmm. you know what? Who amongst us was not a weirdo at 14 about something? So, yeah. you know. At least her special interest is God. I mean, there's worse things. I had someone whose special interest was band aids, so. You know. <laughs> yeah (laughs) if you had to pick right it's a pretty harmless thing yeah at the end of the day for helen because she'll find a lot of connections and boomers it'll be great yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) that one that comes to the tea party and they're like this is my granddaughter she's the best granddaughter ever i'm so proud of her and her accomplishments and then she's like have you ever considered the word of god and you're like oh Oh God, no! Oh, oh no! Please stop! Please stop! 
Um, then Mrs. T- uh, Miss Temple came and summoned both Jane and Helen. And she's like, all right, he's gone. Let's go. Let's go. Um, love Mrs. Temple. Uh, she says that she wants to hear Jane's side, which I thought was lovely. Because she's like, mm-hmm. all right, he's known to be a liar. So, you know, <laughs> which I don't know how that doesn't make you question your faith. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, yeah, the priest is actually the worst person alive. (laughs) (laughs) Would you not be like, hmm? Well, that's when you have to accept that mortal agents of the divine are fallible just like us. And it's not God's fault. It's man's fault. Snore. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, I don't know about that. I feel like the second I was like, you know, this priest is a douchebag i was like maybe i'm not all into this actually which i feel like is jane's reaction <laughs> very 100%, much so 100 percent, yes jane does not have a good experience with religion early on and i don't blame her you know i don't blame I her like, for her i don't know what is that called when you are like you believe in god but like you're not religious because it's not atheist but it, i feel like it starts with an a it's not agnostic. I think it's, it's just like theist. Like you're just okay. a theist. You don't have. What's yeah, agnostic? I think that's the word I thought it was, but I. Agnostic I, is not knowing if God exists or not. Oh. It's like a. It's not a doubting, but it's like a state of, not knowing. Okay. And not and then and therefore not having. Uh, not having as much faith because faith is nothing without uh you know a little uncertainty, but yeah i feel like i get that kind of energy from her from jane yeah i don't think that she is an atheist either capital a or little a i don't think Mm -hmm. that her the society allows her to be um Mm -hmm. but i do think she's very skeptical of organized faith yeah uh yeah and for very good reasons yeah like people seem to keep using her again that against her so don't blame her in the slightest i also love that that manifests in terms of like helen burns is like hey maybe turn the other cheek and just like go with it and jane's like okay but what if i chose violence instead (laughs) (laughs) i'm like you know what yes cat energy cat so much cat energy big cat energy from jane Eyre. all right helen burns dog energy she's like just go inside you know and then Jane is like, what if we just like lit the whole world on fire? Yes. Like, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I don't know. What if we burned it all down though? That could be yeah. fun. Hundred percent. Wouldn't you just think that's a great fun time to be having? Helen just Burns just deep sigh, just like, oh yeah. Jane. <laughs> oh Jane. Maybe maybe we shouldn't do that. Actually, maybe not Jane. It's a good thought, a fun thought too. Um, however, <laughs> may I raise to you not doing that. And forgiving everyone for every wrong they've ever committed to you. Helen's like, abuse doesn't matter. No. Because this it's, world doesn't matter. Have you ever want, like talked to someone who had to go to like a religious therapist before? No. No, but that sounds... Uh, tell me more. Basically, the entire answer the whole time is just like, give it to God. You know, Ugh. so it's like my husband um, is financially abusive, and they'll be like, "Just give it to God," and you're like, "Okay, but like, I kind of need a step by step process." And they're like, "God will handle it." Step like that's one. the answer for everything. Step one, give. Step two, it. <laughs> step three, yeah. God. There. Yeah. <laughs> Solved. I don't know. You, you're still having problems. Did you pray about mm. it? Mm. Right. Is it in fact right. all your fault? Yeah. Oh wait, you're what? a woman. Hmm. Uh, well, I just listen to what he says. I don't know. It's just your husband. You're with a husband, a... right? Oh, you're not with a husband. Sorry, you can't be here. Actually, yeah, get out. Out. <laughs> out. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> church therapy. If you ever have to, you're never gonna. Have to. If you ever have someone that's experienced church therapy, that is all I've ever heard. Wow, that seems distinctly unhelpful. Yeah. In just like a very broad, harmful way. Yeah. <laughs> like if you ever, I don't know why I say if you ever, this is never going to happen to you. 
Um, I don't, uh, uh, chances are good. No, <laughs> I, I always say there's not a zero. There's never a zero percent chance of something happening. But in this case, it is very, very close to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so basically, before you get married in the Catholic Church, you have to go to a priest for marriage counseling by the priest. And... I grew up Catholic. I am familiar with that okay. at that part. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you get like a chill, cool one. And then other times you get the, well, he's the man. So. And so, how yeah. are you planning on serving him every day? Yeah. How, are you all living together in sin? Ooh, hmm. that doesn't bode well. Yes, God forbid we get to know each other and how each other works before we get married. That seems... Yeah. How dare, truly. Yeah, how dare. You're supposed to how find... How many cattle did you get for her? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to find these things out after you've made a very important legally binding choice. Which, in our religion, you can't break. Except yeah, in very so. specific circumstances. So, Yeah, so sort that out on after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. You know... One date is truly enough, and the date should be your wedding day, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's too much. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I don't care if that doesn't make anybody else laugh. That really got me. <laughs> like, That's, uh, I think that should be one of the Catholic Church's mottos. One date I, is enough, and it should be your wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say, hand-holding is the first sacrament. <laughs> oh my god. I like that this uh, these episodes are coming out right after I discuss C.S. Lewis. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm like tearing up a little bit. It's fine. Okay. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Temple wants to hear Jane's side, which I thought was lovely. Um. She says she believes uh, Jane. She's going to go right to the doctor that Jane told everything to just to clear her name. I love um, that Miss Temple is like, I believe, but I will verify. Yeah. Which, great like not, way to be. Not a bad policy. Not yeah. a bad policy at the end of the day. It's like, okay, we got some reasonable people running this yeah. thing. It's just that Mr. Brocklehurst has control over everything. And that's yeah. that's shitty. Then she like calls in for some food and the lady's like, you get one portion. And she's like, right. I have she's three like, people here. <laughs> but it's like, to be fair, they are small orphan, small wayfish orphans. Mm -hmm. So it's like you have two people there. They're like both yeah. half a person. But even yes. then the cook's like, I don't know. I don't think we're budgeted for that. Yeah. Like they weren't gonna eat dinner. I budgeted for them not to eat dinner, so I budgeted them for them like they died for the day. So right. <laughs> I I put them down as fasting. Yeah. Uh, one kid has to fast every single day, otherwise I can't afford to make these meals. So that's it's just their problem, you know. Influenza just has to come through once a month, and then we can get everybody's fasting goals out of the way, and then. <laughs> That's right. And the more people who uh, who die of sickness, that's fewer mouths to feed, which is yeah. great. Okay. So then, but Miss Temple secretly had some cake stored away. So she's like, at least this is something. So you won't die today, which is good. One plus. Um, so Miss Temple and Helen have like a really close relationship which i think is nice but like it's like very motherly you know what i mean but it's great so um miss temple announces to the school that she's finally gotten word that jane is actually not the worst so redeemed yeah yes and she said it was her first good day in her whole life 
<laughs> Jane. <laughs> I was like, God, why? I mean, we love to see a little joy, but also mm-hmm. just like the bar is, the bar is On so low. It's so low. <laughs> it's in the ground, honestly, at this point. Quite frankly. Uh, but no, it, it does end on a not the worst note. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. There are people here who actually care about Jane. She has made a friend. Mm-hmm. So things are looking up, right? Yeah, things are better. She right? has one single friend, right? Yeah, she's uh, so pleased and happy. Nothing, nothing could go wrong. Nothing can go wrong. Chapter nine. And then ch- chapter nine. <laughs> <laughs> Typhus running rampant through this Just orphanage. Like, immediately chapter nine dawns and is like, death has come to Lowood. <laughs> yeah, they're like, suddenly the battle music starts playing. They're like, dun, 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 dun. and then someone changes tone. Death has come to Lowood. Yeah. <laughs> So half the school is sick. Bunch of people are dying. <laughs> Turns out when you have a bunch of underfed, malnourished wayfish orphans and uh, who disease can't bathe. Uh, who can't yeah. bathe, uh, who are underslept, uh, mm-hmm. their immune systems not the strongest. Yep. <laughs> just go, just yeah. dumpster fires of immune systems, and yep. nothing can stop. Nothing can stop the typhus. And like it's winter, they don't have any warm blankets. They have nothing to cuddle up with. They're freezing their asses off, and they're like, "Yeah, well, happens." Sorry, I feel like Mr. Not to be political, but I feel like Mr. Brocklehurst is also one of those. He is an anti-masker. He's like, "No, the children oh, yeah. must. The children must endure or die. It is God's will." How dare yeah. you try and? How dare you try and? Uh, stifle their rights to be dead dead yep <laughs> yes how dare yeah. you stifle their rights to die and get closer to god children crave god and death specifically children crave specifically those two things i meant to, i meant to say the children crave heaven not god <laughs> so you know it works it works yeah but it works um yeah so I think it's slightly even more sad, but also kind of funny that it doesn't seem like the kids grab the blankets from the girls that are dying. Yeah, the good redeeming thing is that the Bronclehurst family isn't coming anymore. So the remaining girls' lives are a bit better. Yeah, the Bronclehursts are like, we could handle the poor, but the poor and the sick? No, 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 no thank you. They're like, I'm not getting typhus. I don't mm-hmm. actually really know what typhus is. But is typhus an airborne disease? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. Oh, they seem to be transmitted by vectors such as lice, ticks, mites, and rat fleas. So it's like a it's like a little baby plague. So that's nice. And also, oh. obviously, there are rats and things in Lowood now. So that's lovely. good. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Gotta enjoy rat ticks. <laughs> oh my god wild um we do find out she's been hanging out with a girl named marianne wilson a lot more um and she's like i bet you wonder why i'm not hanging out with helen and i was like oh my god why why and then she's like helen has consumption and i don't know why however for some reason every time i see people like dying of consumption in an old book i always thought it was like alcohol poisoning and I, oh. I'm, I guess it's not, and I'm finding yep. that out now. Well, I, I mean, it makes a sort of sense because consumption—you drink too, you—that's too much consumption. You've drunk too yeah. much. No, it's it's TB. It's it's uh, it it's just something that uh, fucks up your lungs so you can't breathe and can't What's like TB? tuberculosis. Oh, but makes as sense. I. I'm not a doctor of any mm-hmm. kind, but my understanding is that it destroys the parts of your lungs that allow oxygen to exchange and causes them mm-hmm. to 
like weakens the vessels so you just start it bleeding and Awful. it's but it's slow it takes often years and that's why mm-hmm. helen is just like slowly wasting away because she, oh. she's just been like her lo- her tiny lungs have just been ravaged for years poor helen poor helen but I think that when we know that Helen has consumption, we also mm-hmm. then know that she knows she's had this for a while. And so I think yeah. it makes her it makes her preachiness a little more understandable. Yeah. Because it's I mean, like you're she, eight. She, right. She knows she's dying. And so yeah. she's just like, I've been told I need to get get good with God. Yeah. So <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Fair enough. I mean, she doesn't have a whole lot of time to waste on that matter, you know? No, she really doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at eight, what are they going to judge you for? I guess, right? Lying, (laughs) apparently. Apparently. And being being possessed by the devil, if you're Jane Eyre. I'm just imagining Pearly Gates, and they're like, sorry. All right, Steve, get out of her body. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Can you, can you please? And then Helen walks up and they're like, mm, we see that you uh, you like to misplace your clothes. Yeah, that's one of the cardinal sins. So uh, to hell with you. ADHD. Sorry. Um, right. See man. big ND warning signs here. So we're just going to. Yeah, gonna I, I hate to break it to you, but uh, according to the 1800s. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I don't think you can get in here. Sorry. Shame you weren't born a hundred years later. Our bad. Yeah. Our bad. That's Sorry about your brain. You. Yeah. Bye bye. I know I kind of invented that, you know, that I made that happen. But right. But maybe if you had just been like better. A... Yeah. Yeah, maybe if you just like, I don't know, read the Bible like six more times. Yeah, just like overcame that adversity I gave you. Then Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> All the Christians have turned this podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, have we offended oh no. them? A shame. The horror. I'm sorry that our entire society is catered to you. Anyways. Whoops. Uh, whoops. Uh, <laughs> um, so Jane decides to like deal with her stress by getting lost in the woods because nobody's like watching the children anymore. Yes just like little children wandering around yeah i believe i shall go to the forest yeah in the moors (laughs) she'll go to the moors the children crave the moors they crave the moors um and they get back it's like midnight and Mm -hmm. um a doctor's there and jane's like oh my god who's dying and the doctor's like it's helen she's got maybe five minutes so (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like in my professional medical medical opinion she's got three pages so hustle on up yeah he's like all right but i'm gonna go and i'll make it more dramatic by coming back in the morning so right yeah <laughs> enjoy sleeping with a dead body anyways all right bye so um we find out she's been staying in miss temple's room which i thought that was a choice but it's fine um and Jane, like, tries to pretend go to bed, waits for everyone to actually get in bed, and then, like, sneaks up to go see Helen. And Helen's like, hey, dog. Hey. How you doing? Hey, what's up? <laughs> it's been a while. Like, it's been it's been a bit. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna die in about two pages, so. Yep. <laughs> Anything you want to, like, get out here, let's chat a second. <laughs> right, let's just lay our cards out. <laughs> It's just, you know, just one last, you know, chitty chat. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, all right, you want to cuddle? We can cuddle. And then uh, we next morning, she's being woken up by being carried out. Turns out, like, Helen was dead all night. And she was just, like, sleeping and cuddled up with this dead body. Yep. So there's that. Listen, it's not that Jane needed more trauma in her tiny adult in her tiny child life, but she got mm-hmm. it. She mm-hmm. got it. Yep. Yep. She's like, here, a little more trauma. It just gives you some like character arcs. I don't know. 
also, let's be real, Jane Eyre was just a little bit in love with Helen Burns. And... Yeah. Like... Thousand percent. It's cute, but also, like, mm, when, when your first crush just, like, wastes away in front of you, and then you cuddle their corpse that's mm-hmm. that's a lot to unpack in therapy later but again yeah. jane is not going to get therapy because not invented for another hundred years so yeah i have a lot to talk about with uh jane's girlfriend pickings okay because mm-hmm. yep yeah we'll get into it next uh <laughs> next episode but uh we find out that the grave is covered with a stone that says her name and the title of the book she was reading were Sergeum, which is interesting because it's like she wasn't reading that the entire time. It's just all that you saw her with, but okay. Is that the title of the book? I thought she was reading Rats yeah. Lass. Says Sergeum in mine. Mm. It'd be the very end of chapter nine. Okay, let's see. Well, that would be on her gravestone, but. Yeah. But I, th- I think the book she was reading was, I think Resurgium is a. Oh, I don't know where the actual title of the book is. Uh, that's in like chapter four or five. Yeah, I did not write it down. I just, I remembered it as Resurgium, but I could be wrong. Yeah, so she's reading a book that um, the guy who wrote the dictionary wrote. Uh, oh. So obviously very interesting. <laughs> yep um no it's uh yeah it's rasselas and the only reason the only reason this popped out to me is because uh i work in an antique bookshop and Mm rasselas is one of those books that we get in a lot like i've Mm. there are a a bunch of copies of it um and rasselas is like a meditation on why the world sucks and why being dead is better um so like it makes sense that it makes sense that Helen is reading that book. Um, mm-hmm. But Resurgium is, I think it's just like a Latin thing. That's like um, resurrection. Probably. I will rise. I think is what it mm-hmm. translates to. Um, I think there's a footnote on it. Let me see if there is. Oh, chapter nine. There we go. Yeah. It is Latin for I shall rise again. Oh, okay. But we do get the note that, like, our narrator is 15 years in the future from this moment. <laughs> yes. Just, like, bam. All of a sudden. Yeah. Wham. So I was like, we go. okay. Okay. Like, I feel like that's not a whole lot of time. I mean, I mean? Wh- when you are... So, spoilers, 15 years from the date that Helen dies is the end mm-hmm. of the book. Um, okay. But... It's one of the it's one of those little like narrative shots where it's like Jane Jane who is supposedly writing this book is like thinking mm-hmm. back on on the the grave as a writer in that moment 15 years later mm-hmm. and it's like it's a little foreshadowing as to like what Jane's position in life is mm-hmm. that she's able to afford cuz I the implication I think is that Jane is the one who put the headstone there that she's okay. still remembering remembering her friend all of these years later and like jane is foreshadowed to be in a position to be able to afford a like custom headstone which is okay is expensive like it, it's mm-hmm. a it's it's a marker and also just like cool that this friend that she had you know 15 years her first ago girlfriend. right her <laughs> she's able to <laughs> memorialize her first girlfriend <laughs> in this way so i i think it's like one of those nice little foreshadowing moments that's like we'll pick it up later and it will it will be more meaningful okay when we get to the end i'm very excited about that but that is all we are going to be covering for today um thank you so much for joining me where can all the people the internet find you and your stuff Oh, yeah. Uh, If the people of the internet want to find me, they can find me on the dumpster fire that is Twitter, uh, at MightiestFin. I post about my cute little dog, who is uh, kind of a Jane Eyre in his own way. Just a little waif that likes to shake and be small and sad. 
uh, or looks sad. I should say he's not sad. He just looks sad. <laughs> um, I also post about the games that I write, uh, which you can find on itch.io at the backwards tabletop role playing universe uh, page. Just give that a search and we'll come up. Uh, and then I also play in and run some games. And those are always I'm always talking about those. So uh i don't do social media that well but uh the twi twitter is the one place i do do it well so i really hope it uh resolves or reforms itself because otherwise i'm just gonna sink on that ship slowly into the abyss so yeah we're gonna have to start using like discord oh my god like, i can't i can't i don't know I, I can't it's it's too much there are too many channels i i i mute everything I, I yeah, I literally have everything on Discord muted because yeah. it is overwhelming to my brain. I cannot handle it. It is the worst. I accidentally missed too many messages and I'm like, all right, everything's going on mute. Yeah. Everything. So so yeah, if you have tried to get in touch with me on Discord and I haven't responded to you, it's because I'm on mute. So just ping me somehow. Do what you can. Do what you can, and I'm sorry if I miss it. Carrier pigeon at this point is better. So Honestly, yes. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but we will catch you guys in the next episode um where i guess is my cat then helen burns maybe Ooh, very maybe. possible <laughs> we'll chat more about that next week bye bye